You're listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. All right. Well, welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. My name is Ben Anderson. I'm an associate pastor here at the church, and with me is Pastor Michael. And we are so glad that you guys are joining us, and we're going to have a lot of fun today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yes. So every Thursday afternoon, Michael and I wrestle and put handles on the message from this past week. We also kind of, I don't know, add to it, talk about other topics. Yep. And we would love to hear from you. If there is something that you want us to wrestle with, something you want us to talk about, uh, make sure you let us know. And Michael, how do people do that? Go to our website, linebabstibble.org, and uh, you can go to the central hub and then fill out any kind of contact form or sharing your story or pretty much any kind of button that you can click on on that website. <laughs> You can pretty much enter in any information that you want to get to us. Yep. There's a lot of forms. Click on one, type it out. Just make sure that we know you're talking about the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. Yep. So if you do try to do a message, you know, suggestion for Sunday morning, that may not work out so well, but you yeah. never know. Uh, but we're glad that you guys are joining us. We'd love to hear from you. So make sure, like Pastor Michael said, head on over to the Central Hub. Uh, but Michael, a couple weeks ago... Uh, Pastor Al started a new message series yep. called Jesus I Am, mm-hmm. uh, where he's taking us through the seven I Am statements that are in uh, in John yep. uh, that Jesus says. So the first one, we wrestled with the bread of life last week. Um, this week, we are talking about uh, light of the world. Light of the world. But I think, you know, the good thing or the cool thing, you know, for me is, you know, all these statements, you know, they point back to the character of God which ultimately our character of Jesus, you know, as followers of Jesus, you know, we're supposed to reflect that. We're supposed to emulate that. We're supposed to. That's good. I love how you said reflect because that's exactly what I think of when I think of light. Yep. Like I think of reflection and it, and it takes me back to even creation when God created humankind in his image. Hmm. And you know, the point of an image is to image, right? The point of an image is to point back to the original. And so it's so cool to think of like, as Christians, like our goal is to point back, to reflect back to God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Trinity, right? Reflect back on them and who they are. And, you know, there's millions of those on earth. And think about if we were all reflecting light, the light of the world, like we should Yeah, no, that's good. I think it's important too, you know, we've only been through two weeks of this and we have, you know, five more messages as we lead up to Easter. Um, But as I'm hearing, you know, these words that Jesus said, you know, he also has, you know, just like you said, we're supposed to reflect that. Mm -hmm. But Jesus also calls us by a lot of different names. That almost sounds like bad names, but they're good names, right? He calls us ambassadors. He calls us sheep. <laughs> kings, kind of a, kings, a royal priesthood, royal priesthood. There's a lot of them, so we're going to kind of wrestle with some of those um, that point back to you know what he calls us. But that leads us to you know what we want to talk about today. And as soon as Pastor Al you know started the message on Sunday, I immediately thought 
of that passage about mm. salt and light. Matthew chapter five. Yep. And Matthew, and I have I put those verses down here. I thought I'd just read them, and then we can talk a little bit about them. Uh, but Matthew five thirteen through sixteen. Um, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Mm. As I read that, I just have flashbacks to all these old school songs. <laughs> right. <laughs> this little light of mine. Yeah. Wasn't there a Newsboys song about shine? I forget. I'm sure there was. Yeah, there was. Shine. shine. Da, 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 da. Something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. We will not sing that for you today because <laughs> we do not know the words to that. Um, but... You know, I love how it points out salt and light, but let's talk a little bit about the difference uh, between those two. Yeah, well, I mean, salt is used during these times. Yep. You know, even today, as, as, as some places, you know, is, is salt is used as an agent to uh, purify yep. and an agent to preserve, right? <laughs> purify and preserve. And so when you think of salt and you think about its properties of, of purifying and preserving, you know, it's about our inwardness. It's yep. about what is the salt. Like if we're created to be salt, right, we're we're supposed to have the taste of saltiness. Then, you know, we're supposed to be purifying and uh, preserving ourselves yeah. from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. I always think just like you said, I think of that inwardness, you know, it points to our, our character. And as we are salty, you know, think about when you eat things that are really salty. Like yeah. if I if we make chicken at night like we love making like buffalo chicken and using our own sauce and man that whole night i am so thirsty <laughs> like after i eat that i have to drink so much water but i always think of you know as christians you know we're, we should be putting thirst in people's mouth so when they see our character when they see how we respond to different situations mm. it makes them wonder like hey what's different about ben what's different about michael what's different about that individual and I always kind of equate it. it makes them kind of want to yearn or thirst for like, hey, I want what they have Yeah. now. And if we're truly reflecting Jesus, I think we, you know, would do that. But oftentimes, you know, we struggle. We, you know, don't do that. Mm. But that's one of the things I think of when I think of, you know, the salt aspect. Yeah, you're making me thirsty. Talking about salt. Yeah, that's why I brought uh, my coffee up here. So, <laughs> <laughs> But salt is tasty for sure. What about light? Yeah. I, I think of light as that. Like, like, what does light do? You know, it. <laughs> if you ask Jeremy Staley, you know, there's he's got a whole theory uh, about what's called a dark sucker, and we're not going to go into it. But basically, it's the opposite of lights. Something like something that lights not like a lollipop su suck sucker. out the darkness oh, okay. in a room, but that's the opposite, right? Because yep. light drowns out the darkness. Yep. And um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think of light as an exterior thing. Yep. A light is you see light, like you can't like you can't even really touch it. You can't even really smell it. You can't like like all, out of all of your senses, the only one that really recognizes light is sight. Yep. And if we're called to be, and, and and Jesus goes on about that in those verses, you know, if we're called to be light, you know, we're not gonna we're not going to hide ourselves under a basket. 
You know, we're not going to hide away from the world. You know, a lot of times I think as Christians, we get into these um, Christian social clubs, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's my little small group or it's my church or it's my little group of friends and, and there's, you can't see light without darkness. So how can you be light in the darkness if you're not in the darkness? Yeah. And I think that, you know, seeing light is an exterior thing and people should see the light of the world coming from inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. And I don't know. I'm sure, you know, there's a reason why salt is listed before light. But, you know, as salt, it reflects, you know, our inward character and points Mm -hmm. inward where salt or light is, you know, what radiates out of us. But if our character is weak or if we have like these major issues or major leaks going on that we need to fix or take care of we can't properly reflect and be the light that Jesus, you know, calls yeah, us to be. Yeah, it's like, I mean, if we're supposed to be a reflection, imagine us as a mirror of Jesus' light. And how can a mirror reflect light if it's not clean, if yeah. it's not purified, if it's all covered in stuff, if yeah. it's lost its purpose? Like, how can it show light to the to reflect yeah. light to what it's a, yeah. supposed to be reflecting light yeah. to. We need to take some Windex to our character, <laughs> <laughs> polish it up a little bit, check for leaks and make sure it reflects the light. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's good. Kind of what I want to spend, I want us to spend the rest of the time on is just how practically, you know, can a Christian, can a follower of Jesus, can a believer, uh, you know, be light to the world? Like what mm. does that look like on a daily basis? Yeah. I mean, I briefly mentioned it, but it's like we've got to get out of our little circle of Christian mm. friends. Like, yep. and I'm guilty of this of myself. I t- I've told my students actually recently that I I don't know of any really friends that are non-believers. You know yeah. what I mean? And and if I'm not having interactions with people that are non-believers, if I'm not having interactions with the world, you know, I'm not really shining very brightly. You know, I can just I can just blend in with all the other light and we look great, you know, mm. but is there really any purpose in how in how I'm living? Is there really yeah. any purpose in what I'm doing? Sure, as a pastor, I can, you know, when people from the world come into the church and yeah. we can be a light to them, but you know, we're called to be in the world, but not of it. Yeah. And we got to go out and we got to be in places where the darkness is in order so that they can see the light. Yeah. Well, you know, that verse in verse 14, it doesn't say you are the light of the church, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're here to, you know, be a good witness in the church. We are, but our primary goal is, you know, to reflect outside. We have mm. to go to the darkness, you know, wherever that is. And I think that looks different in, you know, all of our circumstances and even, yeah, you know, communities and you know how unchurched is it versus churched and well it's so easier for some and you know we're we're in ministry and so we sit in an office building or most of the people we come into contact with are people who are church members so it's so easy for us not to it's so easy for us to separate ourselves from the darkness it's so easy to just hang around a bunch of people a bunch of lights and just hang out and and you've got it so for the people out there watching and listening right now like the people who are working the nine to five job, who are going to the, the you know, the, the plumber, the electrician, the the auto mechanic, the, you know, whatever your job is, whatever your title is, wherever you mm. work, you know, God has placed you there to be a light there. Yep. And, it, and, and, you know, like in some ways that calling to me is actually higher. You know what I mean? Yep. Like we're I, called to equip them, yep. but they have, they're set up in the perfect 
geographical location to be a beacon of light to the people around them. Yeah. I mean, that is their calling. That is, you know, their mission field. I think back, you know, when I was in the insurance world, right? And just came into contact with so many different Mm -hmm. people, so many walks of life, so many, you know, different backgrounds from, you know, wealthy people to the poor people and everything Mm -hmm. in between and just how much opportunity there was. Um, And I think, I think sometimes even as a church, it's probably getting, you know, down a rabbit trail too far is, you know, oftentimes we maybe gloss over just the impact people can have just in their calling that God has them wherever they are, whether Mm. it's teacher, insurance agent, auto mechanic, baker, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, Another thing I think is really interesting uh, about that verse that I think we oftentimes overlook but a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Uh, but what's a city? A city is a makeup of a bunch of different houses mm. shining their light. Yeah. So it's not just one little house that has, you know, a dim light or a light. You know, that doesn't make as big of an impact as a collective city of houses with their lights on. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's talking about believers. He's talking about the church. You yeah. know, when we come together, our collective strength is so much stronger together than just individually. That's good. So I just think it's important that, you know, we do work together and that, I mean, we could talk about how the church is, <laughs> you know, supposed to function and all that, but yeah. just the importance of just our collective strength and brightness of that light together hmm. and how that can impact a community just in a really, really great way. You know, when we have a church that's on fire for Jesus, when we have a church where each individual person is reaching out to, their neighbors, figuring out, you know, who's that one person in their life that they need to, you know, tell Jesus about or pray for. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. For sure. Um, what about, what are some ways that you think maybe excuses or ways that we kind of hinder our light shining? I know we talked about, you know, kind of originally, you know, our character is a big part of that. You know, we can't be, you know, salty, you know, if our character is full of, yeah. you know, leaks, you know, we have to go back and, you know, talk about those. And when I think of those different leaks, I mean, it can be anything. I mean, how's your marriage life? How's your family life? How's your computer life? Are you looking at things you shouldn't? Yeah. You know, how's your, you know, individual devotional life? You know, all these different things. Yeah. How's your, how are your words? Are you building people up? Are you tearing people down? I mean, there's all these things that go into that. It's so much that we could talk about. Well, yeah, I mean, hiding your light, it can be unconfessed sin, it can be not spending time in God's word, it can be it can be um, thinking less of your calling, you know, thinking, well, I'm just an auto mechanic, so how can I share the gospel? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're there to be a light. You know, the other thing I think of is, you know, your thought patterns, like the way you think about mm-hmm. things, the way you yeah. frame things in your mind. Like that can create a darkness that that drowns yep. out the light, and so you know it's just it's it's a, it's a lot of those personal things to work through. So that yep. takes us kind of back to the salt of the purifying and the, yep. the preserving, and it's a lot of those things. Like what are what's happening internally, um, you know some some external forces that could keep us from being able to shine a light, you know. Um, I I don't know. I mean, are there any external forces that can kind of keep us from being light in a world? I think politics could be one. 
Yeah. Like I think politics, politics. is an external force. Like when we get wrapped up yeah. into that and we get so focused on, you know, different things mm-hmm. happening in, you know, the world or in America and we allow that to, you know, warp our thinking or to drag us into a worldly perspective. Yeah. I think a big one and we've hashed it out plenty, so I don't want to go down that rabbit trail, but even just getting caught up in the busyness of life. I mean, the family unit, you know, our families, you know, if we're doing things according to scripture, I mean, just how we operate as a family should reflect the gospel Mm. and should be a great beacon of light, especially in today's culture, uh, when there aren't a lot of families operating that way. So to me, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, the last, the last phrase of that verse there on 16, it says, you know, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. Uh, but it doesn't just, it's not just about them seeing our good works, but it's to give glory, you know, to our father who is in heaven. Yeah. I mean, that's our ultimate goal, right? Yeah. To worship everything that's what we're we created do. for. Yep. To give glory to God. And if we're not being a light, we're not doing that. Absolutely. If we're not getting salty, if we're not checking our character for leaks, we're not doing that. Got to be salty and lit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I like that. Salty and lit. I stole Get it. T-shirt. Yeah. There's salty and lit. Sunday cool. Sunday cool. It's their slogan. Okay. Cool. I had never heard that before. So for those watching who maybe have never maybe written down their testimony or shared their testimony, let's kind of talk a little bit about that. Like what is a good place to start for somebody to do that? Any ideas? Uh, well, this was not in yeah, our... Yeah, this was not in our <laughs> thing. Caught me off guard there. Getting started on sharing your testimony. Yeah. So, w- w- what do you define that a little bit more? Like, just practically, like if somebody wanted to write out like a short version of their testimony, where would they start? Well, I think for... I mean, what I always tell students is, what was your life like before you met Christ? Yep. How did you meet Christ? Like, what was that experience? And then have you seen your life grow after your converge after you've yep. given your life to Jesus? You know, that's kind of what I tell students when I'm telling them, hey, you should prepare your testimony in this way. You know, for some of them it's difficult because a lot of them, you know, they got saved at a young age. Yeah. So they don't really remember much of their life before salvation. Um, there's a few of them that do, you know, get saved later on in life, but especially in student ministry and kids ministry, you know, when they're preparing a testimony of that portion before. And so if you're in that boat and you're, what I try to explain to them is like, okay, well, let's just go to scripture and say, according to scripture, where was Mm, your stance before you gave your life to Christ? Like according to scripture, because we know, you know, there's original sin, there's sin passed down through, you know, our our father and mother and, and, you know, what was, because of that, you know, what was your position before you gave your life to Jesus Christ? And that kind of can give them more area. And so when you're going up to somebody or you're in the moment and you're wanting to share your testimony and, you know, your testimony can be a big way to share salvation with somebody, to share the gospel with somebody. And so you can talk about your position and you can talk about where you were going. I saw somebody post a thing on Facebook recently and uh, it was a question. If God is good, why do people go to hell? And it was this guy in a video and he says, he says, I was already on my way to hell. I was already on my way to hell. Yep. No matter what, I was already on my way to hell, but but God is so good that He sent Jesus. Yeah, that's good to intercept, and so now I don't have to. Yeah, I think it's helpful too. So I was one of those people that was saved at a young age, you know, like five years old, 
<clears throat> and it wasn't, you know, until later in life I really dedicated my life to following him. Yeah. But one of the things I always look back and, you know, oftentimes I'll use is what would my life be like if I wasn't a believer? And I can tell you right now, I'd probably be some crazy businessman, <laughs> workaholic, probably divorced, you know, not focused on my family. Yeah. And who knows who knows what else, you know, would come with that. And I think that's that's a just a good perspective you know, kind of thinking through, because we know what, you know, how our personalities are and kind of the tendencies that we lean towards on different things and, you know, taking God out of it, we could be some pretty bad, I could be a very mean person if I didn't have Jesus in my life. I feel like you would have beat me up by now. I I mean, (laughs) if you want to know how I could be, you should meet my dad. Um, But I could be a very, very mean person person and just rip into people and just and get into a lot of fi- a lot of physical yeah. altercations i would be one of those guys who you know hung out got in fights ended up in jail for the night because i beat somebody up and yeah. <laughs> it would be me if i didn't have jesus yes, in my life. but thankfully oh, we have jesus in absolutely. our life followers of him and we still have struggles we're still working through things yeah uh but we are glad that you guys joined us today and we just want to challenge you you know think about your character, think about your saltiness mm. um, and check, you know, think back on your life and different areas, you know, you need to work on uh, so that you can be light to maybe it's your coworkers, maybe it's your family. It could be, you know, any number of people. Um, but as we go throughout the series, we're going to be looking at different names that Jesus calls his followers of Jesus, just as he has different statements that he says he is. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a really good few weeks and You know, as we go through this, just really reflect on what Jesus means to you. But as always, we will be back here next Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you were encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org.